Welcome to In Focus, a production from Cronkite News. I'm your host, Asia Walters. In this episode, we're talking about something we're calling cyber graves. In a world dominated by social media, people aren't often aware of their digital afterlife and the legacy left behind in their social media. One Northern Arizona University student had to face his older sister's death. Her Facebook page is now more of a, like, a wall of remembering, you know, you'll see people share their memories with everyone really and it's a nice place because there's a it's been a, a way I've been able to see a lot of pictures and videos and recordings of my sister that I've never seen before. Memorializing her online had some strange results but modern research calls them quite normal. They're physically dead yes but socially they're not dead they want to keep them alive. And an anthropologist from Arizona State University discusses the value of leaving something behind that isn't just in the cloud. Certainly when you do the work that I do with actual physical bodies that of course is a very powerful physical representation of, of that individual's existence. Cronkite News producer Roddy Nikpour discusses the future of death and how it's so closely tied to our past. Hi. Jake Malkin lives Hi, in Flagstaff okay. and is finishing Good, up his bachelor's degree at Northern Arizona University, and he joined me to tell his sister's story. Music is was her life and was also her salvation. Natasha Malkin, or Tasha, was an accomplished musician. And in 2013, she was driving to Tucson before she was hit head-on by a pickup truck. I remember the Highway Patrol coming to my house. I had I was late for a band practice that previous Saturday, and I was going really, really fast through Tucson, and I thought they were coming to give me a ticket, and I, was, I really wish they did, but no, they were coming to tell about my, my sister and... That was just kind of a horrific night after that. It wasn't long before the family arranged a traditional memorial service, where Jake gave a special performance on his clarinet. I arranged her favorite and her most trademark Rachmaninoff piece, the Prelude in C-Sharp Minor. That was, that was always the thing I would wake up all the time. I'd hear her practicing that piece. She always was playing that piece everywhere she went. I remember we took her to the Musical Instrument Museum and she found a piano. The first thing she played was that piece. So after the service, the family memorialized Tasha's Facebook profile, and it doesn't change much from an outsider's perspective. All the photos and posts from the user are intact, but now instead of just Natasha Lynn Malkin, the page reads, Remembering Natasha Lynn Malkin. And of course, Tasha's friends continue to post memories and photos on her page, and some that even Jake hasn't seen before. I think I go pretty often, like especially you know, when I'm thinking about her, and I'll just scroll through that page every, every couple of weeks or every couple of months, and there's always new posts there, and then I love seeing like seeing how other people have remembered her. You know, there weren't very many videos of my sister to begin with. So anytime I find any audio of her, like especially for her singing or her dancing, it's a huge blessing. It's almost like in some ways, Tasha is still alive to Jake because he gets to see her and hear her in ways that he never has before. So Facebook memorialization helps preserve her memory that way. But before they memorialized her profile, Jake says he and his brother first tried making a designated Facebook page for their sister's memorial, you know, like actors and musicians have, but they were pretty quick to take it down. But then like it just started getting like weird internet traffic. It would just be like these most random profiles 
that seemed like they were from like very strange parts of the world and I'm like it just didn't make sense As it turns out, there's a growing field of research on this exact topic of social media memorialization. Dr. Jocelyn DeGroote of Southern Illinois University Edwardsville found that Jake was actually witnessing something very common. Dr. DeGroote has coined a term for these cyber strangers. An emotional rubbernecker is a person who didn't personally know the deceased, but feels saddened by the loss. And think about it, many of us feel sad when we see someone die on the news, especially when they're young like Tasha, who was 23. So what's weird about a stranger visiting a webpage for someone they didn't know? Well, emotional rubberneckers fall into two categories. The first is made of strangers who feel so connected to humanity that it makes complete sense to express condolences for a stranger. And then there's another group of rubberneckers who it seems like they post for attention. Like they say, oh, I sort of knew this person. So they get to kind of have that emotional compassion from other people and that attention without actually having to be emotionally invested. In a 2014 article published in the journal Death Studies, Dr. DeGroote explains a few peculiar cases where the mourner only knows the deceased by a thread. On one person's Facebook timeline, the poster was the student of the father of the deceased person and had last seen the person 20 years ago in a Chinese restaurant. So only a little removed. But rubbernecks aside, interacting with a profile of someone who's deceased seems kind of strange at first. I mean, how can you engage with somebody who's passed on? It comes to the why and how human beings have memorialized their loved ones historically. Widows have been long established as people who maintain this relationship with their deceased husbands. They um, would write journal entries to them, diaries talk to them out loud, actually write them letters, but not send them. And so this isn't weird. It just happens that it's in a public forum. So we can now see other people communicating to the deceased. As technology advances, our human desire to speak to the dead remains. Dr. DeGroote mentions how people often still pay the phone bills of the deceased to hear their voicemail recording. But recordings and social media exist in the cloud. So I asked an anthropologist, how important are physical objects in remembering who someone is? I don't know that email or Twitter or Facebook posts are going to be archived in the same way. Dr. Christopher Stojanowski is a professor of anthropology at Arizona State University. He's not an active social media user, but he does know one thing about it. Facebook is very curated, right? Everyone has the best life imaginable. And while not everybody leaves behind a social media footprint, everybody will always leave one thing behind for sure. The body is kind of the accumulated, um, imprinted record of your life that isn't, you can't hide um, behind any kind of facade uh, when you're dead. Okay, clearly you don't need to look at a dead body to memorialize someone's true self, but online personas often disguise parts of someone's reality. For example, Jake told me about a struggle that Tasha had in her life that is nowhere to be found on her Facebook page. She started using heroin, and for a long time, heroin was the thing she was fighting with. Um, 
the thing that was slowly trying to take away, you know, all her musical prowess. Tasha's struggle with drug abuse was not related to her death, but even if it were, it might not show up on her Facebook page. We tend to respect the dead and only speak of them in a good light. And there's nothing wrong with that. In fact, while digital memorialization is fairly new territory, Dr. DeGroote says there's no wrong way to do it. Whatever you want, go ahead and do it, of course, within reason. But you know, just know that there's people who are um, out there and able to support you and they want to help you. And if you're one of those people who sees a friend grieving online to um, say like, you know, I'm here for you, what can I do? Um, and just, you know, I'm sorry for your loss. Talking about death is an important step to understanding it. Memorializing the dead is a way for us who are living to grieve and to come to terms with our own death, but also to preserve the stories of others. And whether or not we go to an afterlife is a different question, but telling other people's stories is one of the most tried and tested forms of immortality. I can picture her sitting at the piano. I can picture her uh, the face she always had when she was playing, and that serious, focused you know, look she always had when she was playing classical music. So when it comes to memorializing Tasha, Jake will keep visiting her Facebook page every so often to reminisce and maybe discover some new photos or videos. But above all, Tasha lives in Jake's actions. Now I know that I need to like build myself as a person and continue living my life and not being stuck in the, in the past. And that's really important is not getting stuck in the past and not getting stuck with her because she's not here now. And I have to keep living, I have to keep living my life and building myself for her. Really, you have to deal with it. You have to go through the pain of grieving, and however you do that, better to you just get through it and live your life for that person. Thank you to Jake Malkin for sharing his experience with memorializing his sister, Natasha Malkin, and to Dr. DeGroote and Dr. Stojanowski for sharing their research and insights. This episode was produced by Roddy Nikpour, who also wrote some of our music. To leave feedback and find out more about the music you heard in this episode, visit our website at cronkitenews.azpbs.org forward slash podcast. And feel free to connect with us on Twitter at Cronkite News or Facebook at Cronkite News Online. Be sure to never miss a new episode of In Focus by subscribing on SoundCloud or on iTunes to keep up to date. In Focus is a production of Cronkite News and Arizona PBS from Arizona State University's Walter Cronkite School of Journalism and Mass Communication in downtown Phoenix. I'm your host, Asia Walters. Thanks for listening.